Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Employment Matters podcast, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Chloe Lopesha, knowledge and learning lawyer at Bowman's in South Africa. On the program, we span the globe and receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing a truly global trend that we're seeing emerging in a number of jurisdictions, what with this increasing shift to remote working and the ability of employers to hire from a global talent pool, and that is the use of employer of record services. Here to tell us more today is one of my colleagues, Sean Gaffney, a senior associate in Bowman's Cape Town office here in South Africa. Sean, it's great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, Chloe. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So in line with this global trend of employers having to rethink the normal ways of working, there seems to be a growing interest in this use of employer of record or EOR service providers to engage workers in South Africa. Can you start us off by giving us a brief explanation of how this type of arrangement would work in South Africa? Who would it be of particular interest to and why? Sure, Chloe. So, yeah, there definitely has been an increasing interest in this, you know, especially in the past year and after COVID, I think, to, you know, retain and attract key talent globally. So essentially what this arrangement looks like, it's a sort of a tripartite arrangement between a foreign company, an employer of record in South Africa, which would be like a service provider and the individual in South Africa. So essentially the employer of record would directly employ the individual in South Africa and then assign the services of the individual to the foreign company in exchange for a fee. So essentially the direct employment relationship lies with the employer of record and the individual and the foreign company engages the employer of record for this purpose. So I think why it's of particular interest is because, you know, with this trend of being able to work anywhere in the world, I think international companies who don't have a permanent establishment in South Africa and who want to retain, you know, key skills in South Africa need to explore options, you know, on how to engage engage workers in South Africa. So it would essentially be your key skills in South Africa where, you know, a foreign company wants to hire a South African national but don't have a company here. Or it's in circumstances where there is a foreign national working for the foreign company, but for some reason, maybe our attractive exchange rates or our, you know, the, the Cape Wine Farms want to move to South Africa and work from here. And in such instance, they would explore using the employer of record as opposed to having to, you know, set up a permanent establishment here. So I think one of the biggest ones is, you know, key skill retention and key skill attraction. Okay, that makes sense. So so what are some of the key advantages then of using an employer of record in South Africa? So I think the prominent advantage is the costs and the administrative burdens are minimized versus, so if you engage an employer of record, they essentially take on the burden of registering the employee for, you know, statutory taxes and contributions to our compensation fund, et cetera. So that burden and the costs of that burden, you know, it's, it's minimized. And it also, because the admin costs are, are minimized, it expedites the process of onboarding the worker. So the foreign company doesn't have to go through all of that and establish a company. They simply engage the employer of record and get the employee services assigned to them. And the employer of record deals with you know, all of those admin costs from a compliance and tax perspective. Another prominent advantage, I think, is that it also minimizes the risk of employment claims against the foreign company. 
So because the employer of record is engaging the individual in South Africa, it might, you know, deter the employee from suing the foreign company. But that also depends on the, the terms of the agreement between the employer of record and the foreign company and whether there are, you know, relevant indemnities in place for that purpose. Okay. I mean, that does sound like a very attractive option when we're thinking about foreign employers wanting to engage workers in South Africa. But like anything, I'm sure there must be risks. Um, (laughs) So are there any disadvantages (laughs) or employment risks in particular that companies need to consider before going ahead and using an EOR in South Africa? Sure. So yes, this arrangement is definitely not without, you know, any risk in South Africa. One of the risks is the risk of of co-employment. So this is where, you know, the foreign company and the employer of record may be found to be employers of the employee in South Africa, regardless of what the terms of the agreement says. And this is because our courts adopt a substance over form approach. So they look beyond the terms of the contract itself and they look at the true relationship between the parties and who the true employer is. And depending on where the elements lie, you know, who the employee works, you know, where they spend their time, whose performance managing them, you know, who's paying them, they'll weigh up those elements and see, you know, who the true employer is. And it may be found that they both are. And in such instance, you know, that then may trigger the obligation of the foreign company to register an external company in South Africa. So it triggers that permanent establishment risk because our Companies Act essentially says that where a non-resident company is party to one or more employment contracts in South Africa, it triggers that obligation to then register an external company, which then, you know, defeats the point of engaging the employer of record in the first instance. Those are some of the prominent risks. Okay. And and outside of what you've already touched on, are there any other considerations in relation to the use of these services that would be important for employers to bear in mind? Sure. So I think looking at it from the employer of record side, And if they were properly advised, you know, if the service level agreement has an indemnity basically against the employer of record to say that they indemnify, I mean, the foreign company indemnifies the employer of record against all employee claims, then all the liability still lies on the foreign company, which would then, you know, it would basically, it goes against the intention of the, you know, the purpose of why the foreign company wanted to into that arrangement. I mean, if all the liability and risk lies with them, then then it really is pointless and they might as well then, you know, establish their own permanent branch there. In addition, you know, South Africa has these unique laws on employed and vulnerable workers who earn below a certain amount. So our current threshold for that amount is around 241,110 rand per year. So for employees who earn below that amount and who work, you know, for via the employer of record, or the foreign company for a period longer than three months, there's also this risk that they will be deemed to be an employee of the foreign company, regardless of what the service level agreement is. And if they are found to be a deemed employee, then their foreign company is actually obliged you know, to treat them equally in the manner that they treat their own employees. And also the employees in South Africa or the workers in South Africa can then sue the foreign company for employment claims as well. But whether the deeming provisions apply will depend on the relevant facts and circumstances, but that is another thing to consider when when engaging workers via the EOR structure. Okay. I mean, I think you've provided a lot of good food for thought there, specifically for some of our listeners thinking of engaging employees in South Africa via these service providers. Thanks so much. This has been such an interesting discussion. 
Sure, Chloe. I think just to endorse, I think it, it just might be helpful to look at it from another angle. So as much as foreign companies, you know, are looking to engage employers of record in South Africa, there are also South African companies who are looking to use the same structure in foreign jurisdictions to engage or onboard foreign workers. And in, in that instance, I think South African employers must also bear in mind that they must consider the laws applicable in those jurisdictions as some jurisdictions have a highly regulated environment when it comes to employers of record. So, you know, I'd recommend them getting specialist advice on, you know, intellectual property, tax and employment law in that specific jurisdiction. But in any event, for any company looking to engage employers via this structure, legal advice is definitely recommended before going ahead. Thanks, Sean. A lot to think about there. And I think, yeah, reach out to your lawyers in those local jurisdictions. It seems like there's a potential minefield here. Definitely. Thanks, Sean. That's all the time we have for today. And thank you to our listeners for joining in. If you'd like to connect with Sean, click on her link in the bio in the description of this podcast. And we also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, you can visit the ELA website to sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Chloe Lopesha, and thanks for listening.